Hey, welcome to Chucked, and it's a new year, Austin Charles, and uh, we are back. We're, we're, we're recording on a different day today because our beloved Pete Washburn is heading off to Norway on a Norwegian cruise. I'm very, very envious of that, Pete. Oh my gosh, I'm so, that just sounds so cool, um, so cool. But uh, boy, since the last Chucked, a lot's happened, this little thing called Christmas. Mm-hmm. For us, mm-hmm. 14 experiences. Unexpected was spectacular. But, you know, again, it is that time of year where you change the batteries in your smoke alarms and the Browns fire their head coach. <laughs> Sheesh, Oz. This is – I've never, I've never, you know, with the firing of John Dorsey, the GM, I've never been tested in my fandom. I'm fundamentally incapable of not being interested because mm-hmm. it's, you know – I was a Browns fan before I was a Jesus fan, as I say. But, boy, are they testing the fan base. Man, are they testing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't plan on watching the Cincinnati game, the last game of the year. Um, went out to lunch with my family instead. And uh, that was mostly because of what happened the night before. But, um, but uh, I was in a bad state as it was. But... Uh, uh, I was at lunch and the game was on and I just been watching it uh, on the screens at the restaurant for a couple minutes. I was getting stressed out and um, went home and I ended up starting watching it by the second quarter and finished the game just because you can't not watch it. But um, but that was that was uh, that was as low as it's gotten. I, I think I texted you even. Um, that was to me as as, as dark as it's been uh, post expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah. watching, you know, Jarvis and Odell not even run routes. Um, you know, the defense just not even not even oh, want to touch Mixon. You could see in the first quarter they didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Saddest thing to me was it was there was two things I predicted. One is they'll lose. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are 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 going to win, and Mixon's going to run all over. And it was sad that I, I you know I. I was right. Mm. It, was, it was right. It was like they didn't want to. Mm. It's just sad to see that and the, the dysfunction from top to bottom. It's wild watching that game last weekend, last NFL game I watched, and then watching the wild card games this weekend, the oh. level of play. Oh, just my the God. Difference it's, like, is it's like going from Division Three to People Division People don't realize it. Just watching like that, oh that game and then gosh. watching the, the Titans and the Patriots or, you know, the yeah the Saints and the Vikings. Like, oh. <laughs> this is a whole other league. It's a sad state of affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love I, I I must love pain because a book I've been trying to get to for all fall, and I finally got to it over break a little bit. Is a little book called Paul Brown's Shadow mm-hmm. by Jonathan Knight. Jonathan Knight's written some really good books about the Cleveland Browns history and stuff, and and it's Paul Brown's Shadow is how his or, I'm sorry Paul Brown's Ghost how his you can almost trace the decline of both these. Franchises too. August fifth, nineteen ninety, when ninety one, when Paul Brown died, hmm. and I have always said the Bengals were never the same. Like the day Paul Brown died, the Bengals were never the same. It's unbelievable. But the Browns were already in a decline, so to speak. But one of the things he says is is uh, he, I didn't know this how close the Bengals came to being the Browns because what Mike Brown had arranged before Hamilton County passed the levy that would create this Paul Brown stadium is he was going to move the Browns or the Bengals to Cleveland. Hmm. It was going to happen when they, when Art Modell moved the Browns to 
wow. Baltimore, he was going to move the Bengals to Cleveland. And I thought, well, we'd have had the same result. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. For years, it used to be, oh, the Browns lost today, but the Bengals, at least the Bengals won. You know, the Bengals lost today, but, you know, the Browns won. Man, it is so bad. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And then the Browns decided to do the mistake the Bengals made. Both of them used to have such simple, clean uniforms. And mm-hmm. now, like Paul Brown says in this book, the reason why the Browns had such, uh, the, why the Bengals picked such simple uniforms that looked like the Browns uniforms. But, and I know I'm digressing here, I'm getting to a point, uh, is he said there's nothing worse than a bad football team with bad uniforms. And oh, both true. of them, both of them have these garish, mm-hmm. they try too hard. They both have very distinctive helmets. Let those stand out. My point with that is, is that game, the level of just utter, I mean, mediocrity is a compliment. Mm-hmm. I will say, it's unbelievable. you said during that game that which team looks on the way up and the one thing that the Bengals have going for them, it seems like that the Browns don't have never, and what has been one of their has been their. You know, it seems like philosophically their their greatest plague is the they don't allow they've never allowed them or accepted themselves as being at the bottom. Even when they went zero and sixteen, yeah. they never the Haslam's never let them. It was like they they no, we were just a, we're a really good team that just had a really bad year. Um, the Bengals seem to except I, we're at the bottom and we're going to work yeah, our way back I up. Agree. Yes, yeah. last last weekend it seemed like that. Like we, you know, we have some mi- we have mixing. Yeah. We have I mean, you know we we uh, yeah we're going to bottom out so we can go up and, um, and they haven't done that in the whole franchise. But th- that's at least what the Browns to me it seems like have never done is they've never just accepted well, being. I agree because you know they go get they go get they just you know you just quick fix and like this year was. Um, just uh, like they'd already arrived or something. Well, I told you. I mean, I listened to too much Cleveland radio, and the most indicting thing was Daryl Ryder, the beat reporter for 492.3. The fan said, I'm telling you, it's the most arrogant organization in sports, the Cleveland Browns. Think about mm-hmm. that. Think about that. He goes, they think they are smarter than everyone else. You would never know how bad they are because they think mm-hmm. they're great. Now, I don't know that you could give more condemning words than those words. Mm-hmm. And he was saying it with he, – he wasn't dispassionate. He was – they are so arrogant. And, uh, boy, there's so many leadership lessons in it. You know, I, I just I, – I think I look at it from a leadership standpoint. There's so many leadership lessons in it. And uh, – um. But one of them is 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 that self awareness of of being open to your flaws and mm-hmm. you know you're gonna always have flaws you're gonna always have weaknesses but being open to those and it just seems like yeah to your point they're in denial of of that um, so there was that that's depressing enough interesting uh, test of of fandom there mm-hmm. but uh, then there was the – I thought that the, the Buckeye game was the toughest loss that I remember. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only one I can remember that was comparable, but the stakes weren't as high, was the 98 Michigan State loss because mm-hmm. that came out of nowhere, and that was the best team in the country that year, mm-hmm. uh, the Buckeyes with Joe Germain and, and, and those guys. But as you know, after the Ohio State loses, I go through about a 24-hour period where it doesn't bother me. I'm in denial. Like I, There's this like shock. 
But this one was, it was like a 48-hour period where I didn't even, in my mind, I thought, I, I, I don't even accept that they lost. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was weird because I didn't have any expectations going into the game. I, I, I thought Clemson could win by 10. We could win by 10. I mean, it just, we could win a close one. They could win a, it just, mm-hmm. uh, it was just interesting game and it was so hard fought. You talk about a brutal. That was a man game. That wasn't mm-hmm. a boy game. That yeah. was a. The one thing for sure after for that men. game is that whoever won the game was not beating Clemson because they were going to be too injured. Uh, oh, you, you mean know. being LSU? Yeah, be, being yeah. LSU, yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know they just had a breeze walk and 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 yeah, whoever was leaving that Ohio State Clemson game was just going to yeah. be so banged. Well, Trevor up. Lawrence said it's the most physical game he's ever played in. He said, "I've mm-hmm. never been this sore." Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like a game. It, it did. Like he got he got hit. I mean, he got he got hit and mm-hmm. legally, legally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. For me, that's what as far as partially what made the Browns game was so unbearable too was knowing a feeling like yeah we're probably gonna lose to the Bengals, um, but coming off of Saturday night, I Saturday Saturday, Saturday and Sunday and uh, Monday, um, that yeah I uh, you know as we as we've talked about it that was one of the hardest I can't remember really a much harder loss than that. Um, the 2015 Michigan State game was hard. Yeah, uh, that was the 2015 Michigan State game was hard. When the season ended, and we and we really knew how great that team was yeah. and what they could have been when they if they hit their stride, which they did, just not you know in that November rain. Um, but leading, but even but they were that team struggled up to that point so much that yeah, there wasn't yeah, you know it, it was uh, but anyway um but yeah that, that brought back i mean traumatic losses from childhood of just um, <laughs> you know just that was that was you know I, and I, I i honestly i mean aunt, my aunt kelly and i were, were were texting that night um that ne- the next day too my uncle, her husband, had rewatched the game by then by three times. <laughs> yeah, um, trying to solve where it went wrong. I went, ouch! Uh, that's brutal. That's, that's brutal. brutal, man. Um, I haven't been able to watch. But it. we were, we were honestly saying that um, this it's it's games like that where I really I don't think like I this is um, I don't think I can handle this. I, 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 I don't like. I don't. I don't. It makes it really. It truly. I don't think I should. I don't think I should watch football ever again. Because at least until at least until I'm more mature or something. But because it affects me too much, you know. I honestly, all of 2019, I don't think I ever got out of bed later than 7 a.m. ever once. Mackenzie brought me coffee in bed at 9:04 a.m. Sunday morning. Um, Good thing we didn't have church. Man, you would have missed. I would, I would not have been there. No. But yeah, I, oh but it's just. My it, it, but part of it is that. Um, it, part of it is just that, as we, we've talked about, this is this might have been the mo- the best Ohio State team we've ever seen. And, yeah. And it's not going to. Yeah. It's going to be forgotten. And going to be forgotten. I yeah. think for me, what really. Made it. I was mad Saturday night, but Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday. Um, I was really sad because after really thinking about it, and I'll never watch that game ever again. Um, I realized just I really think we were just a little bit better than Clemson. If Dobbins and Fields are healthy, yeah. we're yeah, a little bit better than Clemson. Yeah, that's the we, we, that's and, the opportunity that's what made lost. Me like, I love this scene. Oh, yeah. like that's such a bummer because we could have beaten and 
a great team and then competed with LSU if they were healthy. But no, we were, you know, that's, that's sport. Like, you know, we were healthy when we played Maryland and Rutgers, but we weren't healthy when we played um, Clemson. It's, it's not and, who you play, it's when you and play. And then all those calls. Yeah, all those calls are such a bummer. Yeah. If one of those things goes our way, we probably win. You know, if, yeah. if, if, if Olave has just, just doesn't make a mistake there, he throws it a touchdown. Yeah. We on score, I think, yeah. I mean, just that, and that's what really made it like, if this, if you have you you go through the whole season and you know summer's heat and winter's cold and you <laughs> and you and and you uh, and you have such a great team and just one of these little things goes differently and it changes but it doesn't and it's and that's just all so too fragile and that's what makes me really consider like do I really ever want to do this again do I really ever want to watch Ohio State next but year but you got to keep this in mind you know what I thought of I thought of Casablanca mm-hmm. when when Bogey says. We'll always have – was he said it or she said it? We'll always have Paris. And, you know, here's the thing. What, what helps these losses? you got to remember this. We'll always have the Michigan game. Wait, we, 56-27, we beat Michigan. So, yeah. we, we, sweetheart, we always – we'll always have Paris. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I, that is – I mean, if we, had we, you know, gone you – know, won the national championships this year but lost, you know, in Ann Arbor – it, would, it, it wouldn't have been, been as fun. It would have no, been an awful no, year. it, it wouldn't have been. been. A, yeah. And that's why. That's why we win. That's why we win. It's it because means more. it means more. <laughs> yep, we're a bunch of rednecks from the South, Ohio, and it means more. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I know. I agree, and I, 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 I think that was the thing that made it hard is just how close they were. That was, as many people thought, that that game was a national championship type game. Mm-hmm. I'm not not to say that that they'll beat. LSU, or that we would have, because LSU is really good. But boy, did it matter to not get that first seed? Uh, as as I, I somebody reported that the LSU staffers said that they didn't believe going into the game Oklahoma was a top fifteen team. Whoa! Yeah, they, they thought, oh my gosh, this is not. They're a, a like a like a top fifth. They're like a top ten to fifteen team with a top five quarterback. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's that's what, that's yeah. how they got there. Yeah, you know? that's right, and. Uh, Boy, did it matter losing mm-hmm. that number one seed? Yeah. I know that's the whims of college football. What's the lesson from that for you? I mean, not to make two, but there's always a lesson, and I mean, we've talked about this before. I I think it's funny, but you say that about I can't do this. It's who you are. One of the most indelible. You're so similar to me in some ways, and one of them is is just how we were passionate about football, or or just you know. Scarlet and gray is embedded into our blood. Mm-hmm. And I still remember we were in the midst of a move in 2002, 2003, when, when the Ohio State played Miami in the festival for the national championship. And, and it went to double overtime. And you were 12 at the time. And I'll never forget, you just had a meltdown. Uh, I mean, it went into double overtime. Uh, and you went behind the couch and just broke down. <laughs> And, that, yeah, I think, and, and you're just like, I can't handle this anymore. There were, yeah, there, I think there were a couple games of my childhood that were just, I think, really broke me. Oh, you know? and I had the same things. And, the, uh, the 69 Michigan game, the 74 that, it, Michigan it is, State. It, you know, your your body keeps score. You know, where like, you know, it's not so much the psycho the psychology of a, of, a, of, a, of a mental breakdown. It's more of the body recognizes what's happening and it, and it goes back into that and i think it's, it's times like you know december 28th where i just it's why leading up to the michigan game it doesn't matter i mean how like this year last year how 
obvious it is that we'll, we're three to four touchdowns better than them. It's just an, I'm, I'm just ter- I'm you, you, terrified. You, I, I, you're I, trained I, by 95 and 96. Yeah, and, I, yeah, I, 97. I, yeah, I just um, it's just at least such a mark. You know that yeah that overtime and you know um, all that just just leaves such a mark that I those games happen like last week. Or I just think I don't. I just don't think I can uh, handle this. You know, you lose. You just lose three, four days with your family. And, you know, um, is it possible that it means too much to us? Is I'm gonna go out on a limb here and just ask the question? And that's it. Is it's, it's, it not that, it's not that, that I'm denying anything. It's just that I, I'm accepting that I, I don't think I can really handle. <laughs> um, this obviously I can't <laughs> just can't I love it the you know? truth shall set you I mean free. God forbid the Browns you know are good and there's expectations you know I know Jeez, that, that I know um, but uh, uh, that's true you know or you know when we you know if and when we ever lose to Michigan or uh, I just don't know what I would I just don't know what I would do that's got to happen yeah you know that's I, I think the one thing that does help um, with either a loss to Michigan. That will come, and I think it'll come soon. Uh, or losing a game like that to Clemson is, man, it always helps when we have a 2014 brilliant national championship run in our pocket. We have, what do we, he won against Michigan, 16 out of 18 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So when we do lose to him, it's, I mean, gee whiz. Mm-hmm. Well, I always have Paris, sweetheart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And But I do think this, you know, I, I've said – and I think all of our Chucksters and Chuckettes, you, you, one of the things that you do have to do is keep an awareness of your idols. So an idol, by definition, is anything that you get your esteem, anything you, get your, you give your adoration to that is in replacement of the Most High God, our Creator. Mm-hmm. And as, as I've said, you know, you've heard me say this, that... Uh, if I hadn't found Christ and he hadn't found me, my funeral would be scarlet and gray because that would have been the totality of my life. You know, I would be I've had funerals where everything was Ohio State and it, it was like the ghost of Christmas future moment. Mm-hmm. This is what your life would have been like. And it would have been it would have been I would have been uh, a season ticket holder who spends I tithe. I tithe to Ohio State. Not that there's anything wrong with passion mm. and fun i mean obviously i'm not saying that but it's interesting the, the the dynamic in america i mean it is clearly football is one thing that is clearly uh it is it is people's identity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's it's totally their identity and i think when the more you do see rural states like ohio like alabama I do. I mean, honestly, I do think that whether and in Ohio, where you don't have the Browns and the Bengals any good, it's all it's Ohio State. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, Alabama, it's, you don't have anything else. Alabama, you literally don't have anything Texas. else. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. I mean, you really, and it's just it is football is mm-hmm. religion. Mm-hmm. It it is the way we attain self esteem. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I know that when. Like when a, a year like this with the Browns happens, where they're not just losers, they're embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like they, and I don't mean just how they perform. I mean just their dysfunction, their attitude, their cockiness. It's their their players aren't likable. I find myself, I don't want to wear any brown shirts. 
I don't want to remember. I mean, I find myself like, but this is stupid, and I correct it. And it's because I, I like the the apparel, but I find myself going, I don't want to wear this. That's embarrassing. Well, that's okay. Now this is getting cl- too close to being an identity issue, and it is. And mm-hmm. I would, I would really, I know you, you uh, take a risk in bearing our souls here about our emotional connection to this, but I would remind our listeners we all have them. We mm-hmm. all have those things that can potentially creep upon the altar mm-hmm. that is to be reserved only for the Most High God. Mm-hmm. And so I know for me every day, part of my process is to lay my all idols down mm-hmm. and say, here, I, I only want you on the altar. There's there's only room for one God. Mm-hmm. You will not, you, you know, the, the, the I am a jealous God doesn't mean God is petty. It means I I know I am life, and I will not tolerate you putting anything else on the altar of your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Oz, I still think you need to be a Buckeye follower. <laughs> I still think you need to root for your beloved Browns. Yeah. Just gonna take a break for a Just while. <laughs> I was I was really over football. I didn't I didn't watch any. I won't watch any the rest of the year. I, I was I was surprised how much the you know the playoffs I watched yesterday, and I'll probably still watch the NFL playoffs. But yeah, certainly not college football. Yeah. I can I can't. Um, I'm rooting for Joey Burrow next Monday. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. I just that what a great kid. What a great story. And I'm rooting for him. But. Um, okay, are we going to take a sabbatical? Then we're not uh, we're not going to talk about the Browns when they nope. find their coach. Okay, okay, well, this maybe. is it. For Probably. those of you Chuckers and Chuckettes who tolerate Browns talk, you're in a good spot because we're taking a Browns. I mean, sabbatical. it's either that or talk about like Kevin Love and Colin Sexton. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. Gosh. <laughs> oh boy, that just only gets more joyous. You haven't yeah. been following that little drama. Yeah. Until next time, on Chucked, I'm Charles Braxton with Austin Charles. Yeah.